2: What is going on everybody? My name is Cutter Aller. Welcome to another week of Hero or Zero. This is the Heroes for Hire podcast. We are back again talking one comic book character, as we do every single week. We talk their good points and their bad points, and we just generally give you a bit of a rundown of everything to do with that character. As always, I am joined by my partner in crime, Mr. Sean Meehan. Sean, how is it going?
1: I- I'm good, Con. Well, I say I'm good. I'm a little bit chilly at okay. the minute. Okay, now-
2: and-, and how would you solve that?
1: Well, there are two ways I could solve it. I could mm. set my entire house on fire. Um, Obvious first step.
2: I've already got the matches. Obvious first
1: step. <laughs> oh, they're already lit, Connor. <laughs> and, and my cans case. of gasoline.
2: <laughs> I have them there just in case. If this any situation arises.
1: But, you know, door number C, what mm. we could do is uh, I could log on uh, to the Heroes for Hire shop. Uh-oh. I could get a lovely hoodie. A hoodie. Perhaps. A hoodie. hoodie.
2: hoodie perhaps with some new designs new on sides. the hoodie. Maybe some with like Florida men or Jared Leto. Maybe a hero, zero.
1: Oh, that those would be ideal if those Mm. existed, Connor.
2: (laughs) We started this week with just a plug. (laughs) Just a
1: shameless plug. Shameless
2: plug. If anyone doesn't know, we have a twenty-one percent off sale over at our store right now. It's Um, twenty-one percent off as well. That's (laughs) twenty-one. Put down
1: the fire lighters.
2: Sean sounds surprised, but he actually set that up. So, to be fair... He also
1: ordered it already.
2: <laughs> yeah, so uh, we do have that going on. If you want to head over there, you can get some merch. That's 21% off, and it's only for this weekend, and after that it goes back to full price. So, if, if you're going to get it, now will be the time. Get get sneaking in there on the brand new designs. But, Sean... We're not here to talk about merch all the time for this week because this is Hero Zero and I think what this one's going to go slightly long.
1: Right, okay, okay, he's covering... Now, when you say this, this could mean you're covering, you know, the Joker mm. or you could be covering someone I've never heard of but has been in comics for 90 years.
2: Exactly, but I'm not covering someone who has been in comics for 90 years. M- mostly uh, since 1986. So, not oh, that long. A un a young and i'm creating a char- i'm doing a character that some have said is as smart or a- smarter than batman is a better detective than batman and actually probably inspired one of the most famous comic book characters ever created
1: oh this is very interesting mm. then
2: <clears throat> right. i am go on I was going to
1: say Batman is called the world's greatest detective. So true,
2: but what if I told you one name that is Vic Sage? Sean, do you know who that is?
1: Not a clue.
2: That is the Question. Um, So we're doing. Oh, I've heard of the Question. The Question. So now a lot of people might have seen him in Justice League Unlimited. Um, he has like he has the Rorschach mask, and why I say he inspired that is because Rorschach is based off of the Question. Oh, that's
1: quite interesting.
2: Mm. Um, and do you know the creator of the question, Sean? Uh, uh,
1: is it Alan? It's not Alan Moore. That's no. um No. It's is it the same? Is it is it Bill Finger?
2: Steve Ditko created the question, Sean. I'm so- sorry. Yeah. Sorry, Marvel man. Steve Ditko. Spider Man creator Steve Ditko. Yes. Okay,
1: well, look, we all we all slip up every now and again. Uh, <laughs> he no had to go infallible.
2: to DC, and he had to do a shitty little character. Where else was this to go a community but down? service or something? Yeah, he know, got arrested. Less he was drink driving, and they told him, "You've well, got to go right for, that on for Steve. DC." <laughs> 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 no, I don't wanna I wanna write Spider Man. Go off, Steve. Um so this is the question created by Steve Ditko. So Vic Sage was actually created for a different comic book um company called Charlton Comics by Steve Ditko. Now he first appeared in the DC universe in nineteen eighty five because um so Steve Ditko got the inspiration from is that in nineteen sixty seven, Ditko created the character of Mr. A. Who he conceived as like an undiluted expression of like ethics and he just objectivist philosophy. So it's an idea of this like this guy is just right and wrong, black and white. If you do a crime, you either die or you get or you get beaten the shit out of.
1: Right, that is very Rorschach, actually. Very Rorschach!
2: <laughs> um, later that year, Ditko was hired by Charlton Comics to revive their superhero character, Blue Beetle, who is a character we've also done here on Hero Zero. Um, so it, he was doing Blue Beetle, Steve Ditko, but he also he, he liked the idea of this character that he created a few months before, that was Mr. A., and he didn't want to do Mister A, but he wanted like he wanted to tone him down a little bit because Mister A was all about if you do the most petty crime, you get shot in the face. And I feel like that oh, might like not zero sell
1: tolerance.
2: To, yeah, that might not sell to the kids. So it's a um, weird
1: mix of kind of Sherlock Holmes, Captain America, and The Punisher.
2: Yeah, very similar. So <laughs> due to its low page rates, Charlton tended to give free rein to its artists when they wanted to include more personal ideas in the comics. Ditko therefore decided to create The Question, a less radical version of Mr. A, who could be acceptable to the comics code authority. The character was included as a back page feature in the new Blue Beetle comic book, so he was using Blue Beetle to get him to set off the ground. Now, um, I'm going to get into what happened, but Vic Sage was born as Charles Victor Zaz. Now, Victor Zaz is actually... Mm -hmm. Charles Victor Zaz is... Victor's as a different character, but this guy's actually called Charles. Victor's as no relation, no connection. <laughs>
1: so, is that ever addressed at all? The Never boy addressed. They just have the same
2: name. Never right, addressed at right, all. Fair, enough, fair um, enough. DC Comics, but they, he was Vic Sage. He was born that, but he changed into Vic Sage. He was an orphan who was raised in a Hub City orphanage. Hub City is is his main city. He, it's his Gotham. Um, right. Where, where he gained the reputation as a troublemaker. Because of his behaviour and defiant nature, he was frequently beaten by the nuns who ran the orphanage, and often victimised by the other children.
1: Right, mm. so, they, they're really just like, they're they're laying on the tragic backstory yeah. straight away, aren't they? Yeah,
2: they straight up he's getting beaten the shit out of by a nun.
1: Just for, like, acting out a little bit as a child.
2: Well, look, we're, we're not going to get into being raised in a Catholic orphanage in the 70s. I, I think nope, not pr- at all. probably not the best place. Um, Breeze past that. But when he was old enough, he left the orphanage for college, where he studied journalism. Higher learning did not mellow his violent tendencies. However, shot.
1: Well, neither did it do mine. You know, I'm still <laughs> a ball of rage, even after doing a media it's, degree. It's
2: all of those. It's all those matches. You're just setting them just just to watch it burn. That's it.
1: That's it. What what I like to do. I like to take a candle wick, make it really, really long, just weave it in and out through some dynamite. <laughs> Bit of risk.
2: <laughs> um, sometime during college, he actually brutally beat a drug dealer because the drug dealer gave him LSD, which could cause Sage to doubt his own senses under its influence.
1: Oh, okay. So he's like... So, oh, this is interesting then. So he's, like, he's entirely convinced that he knows exactly what right and wrong is. And
2: he, and he doesn't want to be out of his mind. So he doesn't drink, he doesn't smoke. And this drug dealer gave him LSD or slipped him LSD. And there was a moment where Sage doubted his own senses.
1: And he said, I don't like this. And I don't like this man that did it to me.
2: So he beat the shit out of him.
1: Beat him to, to death or just...
2: No, just to hospital. beat the shit out of him. Just enough to oh, cripple God. the chap. Oh his life has changed Yeah, definitely. Oh yeah Like he's not living the same But like at the same time He's not dead It's a Batman kind of thing
1: uh, Of course of course He's still technically A, a good guy <laughs> yeah,
2: Robin's like You've chopped off his legs But he's not dead Robin Is he dead? No he's not Batman, you've been keeping him in a semi-alive, semi-dead
1: state for years. <laughs> you Not keep, dead, Robin. <laughs>
2: you keep suffocating him and then bringing him back to life. <laughs> um, You're just pumping him full of nutrient <laughs> paste. Um, so after graduating from college, where he actually had an unrequited crush on fellow student Lois Lane, because, of course, he was in journalism. Oh, Sage, that might work out. I think Lois might like him. She She's into a bit of a, a strong man, who maybe be super.
1: No, I don't think that's going to no, catch gonna work. No, it's not going to work.
2: So Sage made his mark as a highly outspoken and aggressive reporter with a reputation for obnox- obnoxiousness in Hub City. He then moved to television journalism, which eventually led him to investigate Dr. R.B. Twain. Now, this particular story would alter the course of Sage's life permanently.
1: Okay. Mm. So so we can breeze past this is what you're saying. I
2: am skipping this whole paragraph. Um <laughs> okay, so, and then he died. Oh shit.
1: <laughs> it was all a dream.
2: <laughs> so a Sage was approached by his former professor, a scientist named Aristotle Tot Rodor, who told him what a name
1: Sorry, I'll take names bullied in primary school for five hundred. <laughs>
2: Ooh, why don't we bully him for? Aristotle or Tot? Um, who told Sage about an artificial skin called pseudoderm. No, I'm probably pronouncing that wrong. Um, he had co-developed with this doctor, R.B. Twain. And pseudoderm is a piece of skin. It's like Rorschach, Rorschach's mask. So it's, right, it's okay. just plain. The design was based on the notes of a Gotham criminal, Bart Megan, research into it. The chemical responsible for an elongated man's power. So they used like what was responsible for a different superhero to try and develop this scientific skin.
1: And what is it that you just you put it on over your regular skin or something?
2: Yeah, so pseudoderm, pseudoderm was intended to work as in like an applied skin like bandage. With the help of like a bonding gas, so if you had a big cut, you could put it over the cut, and it would look like you were fine. Oh,
1: fair, okay.
2: Um, but it had unforeseen toxicity. Tox- oh no, toxicity. Um, <coughs> it go up.
1: Toxicity.
2: That's exactly what I just said.
1: <laughs> ah, you didn't say it like a, a like a dickhead, like I did. <laughs>
2: That's how you know I'm smart, um, but it had it was unforeseen in the in its toxicity, which was fatal when applied to open wounds. So basically, it was useless.
1: Oh, okay. So the the thing it was designed for, it would actually make the problem a lot worse. Like if yeah. you had a small paper cut and put some pseudoderm on it. You're dead.
2: (laughs) Yeah, like you're basically killing yourself. Now, though Rodor and Twain agreed to abandon the project and parted ways. so the two doctors were like, we didn't get it, we fucked up, Professor Rodor later discovered that Dr. Twain planned to proceed with an illegal sale of the invention to third world nations, despite the risk to human health.
1: Oh, I think we found our bad guy.
2: So, Mr. Sage, Mr. Vic Sage, he's a journalist at this time. And he had resolved to stop this, obviously, this very bad crime, but he had no way to get involved, because other than exposing himself, because he's a well-known celebrity, he's on the TV.
1: Oh, yeah, so people would know him if he started just, you know, causing hassle as himself.
2: Yeah, so he had no way of going after Dr. Twain. Roder suggested that Sage use a mask made of pseudoderm to cover his famous features. (laughs) So, disguised with the pseudoderm mask and armed with information, Sage eventually caught up with Dr. Twain, stopped the transaction and extracted a confession from him. He then left Twain bound in pseudoderm in an ironic twist. Get it, Sean?
1: (laughs) I... It's poetic justice in the in its finest form, and so is Vic. He didn't have any open wounds, so he no. c- that's how he can keep the pseudoderm. Yeah,
2: right. it, w- it was fine for its use, other than the fact that it would burn you if you were you had an open cut.
1: Okay, right. Okay, okay. So, th- so now he's he- he's caught the bad guy, and does he just hang up this new power that he has
2: of hiding his face? With his first venture a success, Sean, Sage decided that this new identity would be useful for future investigation, because he's always looking for scoops. And what better way to scoop. get a scoop than become the detective that finds the criminals doing the scoops?
1: Yes, it's like Dexter.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yes. So, <laughs> so he continued to work with Professor Rodor, who became kind of like his Alfred And he supplied the pseudoderm and eventually modified the bonding gas, giving it the ability to alter the colour of Sage's hair and clothing as well.
1: Oh, 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 so it's magic now.
2: (laughs) Yeah, so it's it's a little bit magic. (laughs) Um, So, compared to other superhero characters of the Silver Age of comic books, the question was more ruthless in his methods. For example, when he was fighting some criminals in a sewer and knocked them into a deep and fast-moving water flow... He declined to pull them out, despite their real danger of drowning. Instead, he left to notify the police to retrieve them, in case they survived the ordeal. <laughs> uh,
1: in case they survived.
2: <laughs> Look, they might be alive down there. They're probably down there. They're a fucking bunch of criminals, though. So they're down there.
1: Look... Officer, quite frankly, I hope they're dead, but if they're not, uh, those men are <laughs> I tried be my best arrested. to kill
2: them. Had a million p- pillows there, trying to suffocate every single one of them in the water. They were going too fast. I couldn't get to them. Ruin my pillows. <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're drenched now, officer. So, so, this is when Charlton Comics, um, their characters were purchased by DC in 1983. So, Sage migrated along with them. So, DC bought out Charlton Comics. Um, and DC gave the question his own solo series in 1987. So this is after Crisis on Infinite Earths. Um, they wanted to. They they had this new character. Didn't know what to do with him until um, Dennis Dennis O'Neill, who was a writer, he came on and he was like, "I have an idea for this character. We're gonna make we're gonna make him like an amazing detective who he doesn't solve petty crimes." Like, he's constantly, he's a conspiracy theorist in that he's, like, constantly trying to find the deeper meaning. Why did that official do that? Is he hiding, like, dark secrets? Does he have offshore accounts? Stuff like that. Right, okay. Um, so, in the question number one, Vic Sage returned to Hub City, which was his little... his place, and and his television uh, show, where he worked alongside a news anchor and occasional love interest, Myra Coddley. Um, remember her name. She's going to come up later on. Um,
1: I've already forgotten it.
2: Myra Coddley.
1: <laughs> Myra O'Reilly.
2: <laughs> During a mission, as the question, he was defeated in personal combat. First... This is where he kind of goes wrong Because he joins DC and they're trying to make him cool But in his first time out He gets into a fight with a mercenary Known as Lady Shiva Sean Oh yeah. Now
1: Look I don't mean to presume Mm. But Connor is this the same Lady Shiva That is considered one of the most lethal assassins In all of DC comics I
2: think she's known as the best fighter in DC She trained Batman
1: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And Batman's pretty good.
2: He's pretty high up on the list, but she traded him.
1: So in 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 terms of people to pick a fight with. Yeah. When you're when you're the new kid on the block in DC comics.
2: Maybe not her because she kicked the shit out of him. And he was then beaten nearly to death by the villain's hired thugs because they he was Basically, kicked the shit out of by Lady Shiva, and then the thugs came in and they shot him in the head with a pellet gun and threw him in the river to drown.
1: Right. Mm. Oh, well, this is some weird form of comeuppance for yeah. Vic here. Imagine being left in a river for dead. He's
2: like, oh no, who could have seen this? This is an awful way to be treated. <laughs> me me sowing, ha, me reaping, oh no, this is unfair. <laughs> Um, Now, Lady Shiva, she might be a mercenary and a badass, but she also has, like, an honour system kind of thing, so she rescued him for reasons of her own and gave him direction to meet her wheelchair-bound Richard Dragon as soon as he recovered. Now, Richard Dragon is another member of the gang of Lady Shiva, Batman, Deathstroke, like... The best fighters, and Cassandra Cain, like the best fighters in all of DC, but his story is he was the best fighter ever, but now he's in a wheelchair, so he can no longer, like, be the best. So an accident happened that injured him. Right, okay. Um, and so, once there, Vic Sage goes and he learns from Richard Dragon, and he learns both martial arts and Eastern philosophy. And when he returned to the city, he resumed his journalist and superhero careers with Avengers that tended to illustrate various philosophic points. So he's gone from, like, black and white, like, you can do wrong or right, but he's spent a year learning with Richard Dragon, and he's kind of taught, like, there's different scenarios for different things. Like, you can't just shoot or kill everyone who's done anything wrong.
1: Yeah, the... the, the like, what if, What if they're doing a bad thing for a good reason? Like, that yeah. kind of logic.
2: So, in the O'Neill series, Vic Sage is an investigative journalist, a reporter for the news station KBEL at Hub City. He uses the identity of the question to get the answers his civilian identity cannot. Now, unlike other vigilante superheroes, O'Neill's question is primarily focused on the politics of the city, rather than hunting down the perpetrators of, like, robbing jewellery. He doesn't really have any interest in that but he protects his city on like a grander scale of corruption. Um,
1: Which in in many ways is like the bigger threat. Yeah like Batman's doing
2: fucking nothing.
1: Yeah Batman's stopping like petty criminals But then also the next day, he's stopping the entire world from exploding.
2: (laughs) Yeah, so O'Neill's hub city is known as being synonymous with venality, corruption and violence, perhaps even surpassing Gotham City as the most dismal city in the DC universe. (laughs) It's a hotly contested title, though. It it's pretty good. That and Bloodhaven. Got a Bloodhaven and now Hub City are probably top three. Um, for the majority of the series, Vic Sage is covertly assisting the good hearted Myra Furman um, to win the seat of Hub City Mayor. Now, his interest in Myra extends beyond admiration. They changed Myra's second name, by the way, just so you know. But Myra okay. is the same character, but they, when they brought her over to DC, they changed her second name. And um, so Myra, his yeah, his interest in Myra extends beyond admiration, as the two shared a relationship before his near-death experience with Lady Shiva, and before like he changed a lot of his mentality, because um, he was gone for a year.
1: Okay, so ah, oh, that's interesting. That's a good way of telling that 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 particular like time in his life.
2: Yeah, and and upon his return, he discovers that she has married the corrupt drunkard and mayor of Hub City, Wesley Furman, the bastard.
1: Oh no, how dare he be a drunkard and corrupt.
2: And a mayor. (laughs) This is all it. Uh, despite um, Despite Myra's losing the election, so Myra then went to get voted in as mayor, right? So she yeah. she she goes to become mayor. She she's married to the mayor, but he's stepping down, and Myra's going for it. And what V what Sage is doing is basically he's spending his time like trying to big her up. He's he's like going around putting up posters, Sean. He He's doing all the little things.
1: Doing Setting up the Facebook page. Yeah, exactly. Doing the Twitter.
2: <laughs> yeah. Now, Myra went into that election. She was hot favoured. She did lose the election by one vote, in which Vic Sage forgot to vote on that day because ah, he was right. busy fighting crime. <laughs>
1: No, doesn't doesn't count. Not a good excuse.
2: <laughs> but she still becomes mayor, Sean, because she her competition, the guy who would, is found dead as a result of what is called in its quotation marks the worst tornado in history.
1: <laughs> it wait, is that? T- <laughs> Is that just a convenient thing that happened or is there some subplot there?
2: No subplot at all. So what's happened is the writer (laughs) thought it might be fun to have Myra lose by one vote and Vic is the reason. But then the writer... That's
1: genuine conflict you could introduce into a story.
2: But the writer realised that there'd be more conflict or long-term storytelling if Myra won. And becomes mayor. So, also very true, quickly uh, has to go back on their original plan and go, yeah, she lost by one vote, so she could have won, but also her competition died in the worst tornado ever. The city's fine though, it just specifically hit him.
1: It, it just, it's single, it was really weird, you should have seen it.
2: <laughs> it was the worst tornado, not because it was so big, because it was so shit, it only destroyed one human. <laughs>
1: It's just localised entirely in his kitchen.
2: <laughs> yeah, it's a bad piece of writing, but what can you do? So, Myron now is the mayor, okay? And you're thinking, uh, right? She, she's had some luck along the way. Her competition, even though she lost, the competition got taken out by the worst tornado in his kitchen. So, that's going to put you on the good foot. However, her caramel was about to run out, as at her victory speech, her husband, Wesley, shows up, the previous mayor, the drunkard, the corrupt drunkard, and yes. he cho- he shows up and he shoots her for supporting what he believes to be communist beliefs.
1: Oh, God be with the days. You could just <laughs> suspect someone of communism and that was enough.
2: You'd miss a good piece of McCarthyism, wouldn't you? Yeah, look, just...
1: I, I'll, I'll be honest, Conrad. I don't know enough about McCarthyism to to fully appreciate (laughs) that joke, but my God. (laughs) You
2: look at someone, you point and go, communist, why? Just cause. Don't worry about it.
1: I'm going to start bringing that back.
2: (laughs) (laughs) So um, he shoots her and he puts her into a coma, sending Hub city further into chaos with no government and no police force. And so there's only one man for the job. And Vic Sage, the drunkard who shot her, Vic Sage dons the the guise of the question once more. Acting as the city's only form of justice Uh, for a short while while the mayor wakes. Before the mayor makes. The mayor. The mayor wakes from her coma. Oh my god. (laughs) What was I saying? The (laughs) mayor makes.
1: (laughs) The mayor makes, yeah. Yeah. The mayor makes.
2: (laughs) What's he mean? (laughs) Uh, The mayor makes from her coma. I'm saying it. I know I said it that time, but that was on purpose. (laughs) Gang warfare (laughs) in the weeks following the election. Lead Sage to Lady Shiva again, first as a combatant, and then enlisting her help as an ally of sorts, to get in a position to, to talk to the gang leaders. So as Moira adjusts into her role, so Myra wakes up, she, she's healed, and she's just out with a coma, and of course, she's still mayor. So she adjust, she's having to adjust into her role as mayor of Hub City. She and Sage begin to rekindle their relationship.
1: Oh, so, mm. so there, now, but this is a conflict of interests now.
2: Because mm-hmm, he's against corruption, and against she corruption. is the mayor,
1: which is always, you know, mm. very subject to corruption. I mm. would say, not uh, every mayor. No, not everyone. Mayor,
2: mayor Quimby. There's one.
1: Not a great example, I'll have to say. There, Mayor Carr. Adam
2: West, family guy. <laughs> Oh, even possibly worse. (laughs) Though Myra tells Sage she will not act on her feelings until she leaves office. She does go back on this, but let's not go into that. Despite their long-term friendship, she never connects that Sage and the man without a face are one and the same until the very end of his time at Hub City.
1: Okay, so when he is good at keeping a secret, Batman tells every second person he meets.
2: Literally everyone goes to the cave. Do you want to see the cave? Is it- That's his
1: open I line. Ca- I spent a lot of money on this cave, all right?
2: <laughs> if you did it up like that, you'd want everyone to see it as well. So, O'Neill's question is very conflict conflicted on how far to go in enforcing justice. Often feeling tempted to kill, he resists this temptation during his time at Hub City, realising that part of his desire to go so far is just to see what it feels like to take a life. Fuck me. Cause he's such like he all he does is think. Like he's yeah. a man for the red string. And so he's just completely connected to the universe and everything going on. And he just he's so like overthinks everything to the point that it's just insane.
1: That's very interesting. And I like the idea that he no like the probably like that year of learning he had um with uh, Mr. Dragon mm. um it's, like, it's something like no like People do bad things for a good reason But every action even a good one Would have a consequence
2: Yeah and so he was kind of just living his life Very similar like to Arrow season 1 Just fucking people up And now he's gone to Arrow oh, season great. 4
1: Oh that's just before it Like really went downhill
2: <laughs> No I think 3 was when it went downhill Which is the one with Damien
1: Dark in it Because that's what I saw uh,
2: That's 4 I think
1: Alright, oh, no, we don't want four. No,
2: we don't want four. Um and Felicity nukes a whole town. <laughs> yeah. What's up with it? Just walks it off. Next episode. Oh I'm a bit sad, but okay. <laughs> Gotta move on.
1: It's just it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> there's
2: your there's your very rare arrow rev- review here on the show. So Yeah,
1: it's good for three and a bit seasons.
2: <laughs> yeah. Three and I'd say three three and eight episodes. So season three, episode eight then he fights Rachel al Ghul. Season break. Don't need to go back. Leave it.
1: Just that's when the show ends.
2: <laughs> yeah. Um, eventually, during a massive hallucinogenic trip, his... Now, remember, he's still using the gas to stick his mask to his face and everything. So, he's very much into, like, hallucinogenics and stuff at this stage. I think it was told that, like, the gas just had the hallucinogenic effect on him over time.
1: Oh, like, repeated exposure to it.
2: Yeah. Um... It tells him through his subconscious. Tells him through images of his mother that he has to leave Hub City if he's ever to live happily. So it's like if you stay in Hub City, it's so corrupt, so dark. You're just going to die here, or you're just going to become the worst person of yourself. Version of yourself.
1: Yeah, you're going to become everything you fought against. In that mm. you're going, to, you're probably going to be like have power and be in charge, but you're not going to be doing it for the right reasons.
2: Mm. Now, around the same time, Richard Dragon comes to see Vic, as Richard has sensed that Vic is on the verge of a major turning point in his life, and he convinces Vic that living in Hub City is killing him. In an agreement with Richard, Lady, Lady Shiva arrives with a helicopter to usher the question... And, uh, taught his, his, uh, mentor, away. At Aristotle. Which point, Aristotle, <laughs> I should say. At which point, she decides to stay in Hub City and embrace the chaos.
1: <laughs> Just fucking rolling it.
2: Because <laughs> she's Lady Shiva. Nobody's gonna fuck with her. Um, so, Vic nearly convinces Myra to come with him and escape the chaos of the city. The chaos of, the city is like falling down around them. Um. however.
1: Like Arrow season one.
2: Very. <laughs> these are all her references. Myra, rem- Myra remembers the people of the city who need her though. Mainly the children. So she says, I can't go. Okay? I have to stay and look after my city until my last dying breath. Very heroic. But Sean, what she does very. The, the very next scene is one of the worst, weirdest pieces of writing ever for. Like, that's a very emotional moment. I'm staying with my city when it's on the way down. Would you agree?
1: Yeah, I would. I would say that's like that's the peak of someone's like arc as
2: a you know
1: as a hero. You know,
2: but before Myra leaves, she leaves Jackie, her mentally handicapped daughter, in Sage's care and goes back to do what she can with her city. So she's like, "Here's my daughter. I gotta go look after the kids in the city." <laughs>
1: I'm conflicted
2: (laughs) Isn't that just the strangest piece of writing
1: That is a very Yeah That's a weird wall that they back themselves into
2: (laughs) I have to stay with my city But at the same time I have my daughter here You can take her She's fine
1: Yeah she can get out And then I'll run back in for the other kids
2: Yeah I'll get all the stay there I'll get the other 50,000 of them You take one
1: Yeah, Do you think you can manage that, Vic? (laughs)
2: Um, So after leaving Hub City, Vic takes Jackie him to South America, hoping to rid himself of his no-face alter ego and find a land free of the clutter and corruption that filled Hub City. However, Vic quickly gets drawn into a drug war, which ultimately forces him to kill in order to save Jackie's life. This marks a major turning point in the question's career, as he thinks to himself that he didn't feel anything and would kill again if needed. Or
1: just if I'm bored,
2: just you know, if it justifies it, you know what I mean, Jackie. So now they have it; they've they've used Jackie to come up with the reason why he's had a major tardy pipe. But now they need to get rid of Jackie, so Jackie becomes ill, and Sage returns with her to Hub City. Oh. Despite medical care, Jackie passes away.
1: <laughs> so that that's look, that's not great writing on that character, I would say. <laughs> <laughs> that they're just used as an excuse to get the main character back into town. <laughs>
2: <laughs> um, when he returns, by the way, to home city, uh, he's eventually received a bittersweet shock when he learns that Myra has finally moved on, I can only assume to the afterlife, as she stayed in the city.
1: A building would have fallen on her, surely. Uh, um,
2: also, while using gases one time, um, he became, like like, super aware... And he could, like, start hearing things and sensing things. And, like, could sense life force. He was very high um, on the mask at this stage. <clears throat> yeah. So, he also activates practices a questionable moral code that allows for murder when he feels it is justified. And here's the thing. While using the gas, he detects a plot by Lex Luthor to assassinate Superman. And he files that plan. He turns up in Metropolis. He saves Superman. Superman expresses gratitude for the rescue, but then immediately forces Sage from the city because of his flexible morals when it comes to murder.
1: (laughs) Superman's just like, I don't need to deal with this today. Honestly,
2: you're a fucking killer on tanks. Thank you for saving me, but you're a fucking maniac. (laughs)
1: He's like, look, I really appreciate it. (laughs) Never return.
2: <laughs> now, we there have been two questions. The second one is actually Rene Montoya, shot, who um, yes. was created in Batman the Animated Series. But I've done Vic Sage. But Rene Montoya is going to finish out this report because he meets Rene Montoya uh, following the end of, of the crisis and Batman's disappearance. So Batman disappears... Um, At the end of the crisis and... This is when... Dick Grayson takes over as Batman and everything... And they think Batman's dead... In the comic book... This is like 2008... And so... The question returned to Gotham City... To resume the role of its protector... So he comes back to Gotham City... To be like, I'm gonna take over from Batman, Bad because I'm a detective as well, and I'll solve
1: And it. no one else will have me.
2: <laughs> and nobody else will have me. Myra doesn't even want to look at me. Um his first act was removing the bat symbol sticker from the bat signal and spray painting a giant question mark in its place.
1: <laughs> Brilliant.
2: <laughs> um this was not strictly an act of ego, however, and he shunned the light on Renee Montoya's apartment, building an uh, building in order to get her attention. Three days later, he entered Montoya's apartment and left her an address, 520 Kane Street. When Montoya located the uh, visited the location, he hired her to watch an abandoned building located there for $200 a day plus expenses, and implied that it would be used by a third party. This mysterious behavior would lead to a partnership that would last nearly a year. So, Renee Montoya is a, a detective with the Gotham Police Force, and she became to fame through Batman the Animated Series, and through that they brought her into the comic books. But she's also an incredible detective. She's normally with Bullock, the big guy who's always eaten the doughnuts. Ah, oh,
1: classic Bullock.
2: And it's always seen that she's the brains of the operation. So Vic has seen her and has kind of sussed out the fact that she is she could take over, or she could be an apprentice to him. And so, two weeks and one night later, after they first meet, the two teamed up against a strange creature who entered that building, and their investigations led them to uh, Kandak, where they investigated inter-gang dealings and prevented a suicide bombing during Black Adam and Isis' wedding. The success of this mission earned the question a medal from the government. So he got a medal for for, um, stopping a suicide bombing at the wedding of Black Adam.
1: Right, but he saved Superman's life and got nothing.
2: <laughs> yeah, Superman just told him the fuck off. Now, <laughs> unfortunately, they have the they have the question there, but eventually it's revealed that Sage is dying of lung cancer, and he has known all this time, and he wishes to train Montoya as his successor to help her understand who she truly is. He has her train in Nanda Parbat, which also appears at Arrow, I think, (laughs) with his mentors, Dragon (laughs) and Tots, or Aristotle, (laughs) um, while also working with her in Gotham to discover uh, like, different crime uh, syndicates or whatever. Sage's condition begins to deteriorate, and Montoya attempts to return him to Nanda Parbat, under the belief that he will not die so long as he is there for some reason. They fail to locate the city in time, and Sage succumbs to his cancer in the snow, just outside the city, passing on the identity of the question to Montoya in that moment. After his death, René Montoya took up the mantle of the question, using Sage's old mask to honour his legacy.
1: Okay, that's quite a touching, that's quite a sad end as well, he just kind of... Dies in the snow while desperately trying to save himself. Now,
2: I will say this is before the New Fifty Two. New Fifty Two. I think they bring him back, and he actually becomes—he is the head of the Suicide Squad.
1: Oh, really? Yeah. He takes up the like the the Rick Flag role.
2: No, I think he's like either same level as Amanda Waller or one above. Oh fuck me! Okay. Yeah. Um, That's
1: really interesting.
2: <clears throat> so, powers and abilities. Um, in terms of abilities, he has genius-level intellect. The question possesses a genius intelligence and has an extremely unpredictable way of thinking. He can make a weapon out of common objects and often uses his mind to win fights. That's right, mind fights. Sherlock Holmes, anyone say?
1: We, we love a mind fight on the show. <laughs> love we love a have mind to, fight. Have to always reiterate that.
2: Um, investigation is said to be. The, he is said to be the second greatest detective after Batman. One of many, he has a superior, inquisitive mind and has years of experience as an investigative reporter, as well as his life as the question.
1: Right, I'm I'm baffled that I do, like I hadn't heard more about this
2: too. Mm. Um, like for
1: all the like acclaim he has in the DC universe.
2: He also has interrogation. His opponents often fear him due to to the arguably true rumours of his insanity and ruthless tactics. (laughs) He is pretty insane. We've seen examples of that. (laughs) That's the thing, like, he's insane. So, what are you meant to do with that?
1: Uh, your best,
2: I suppose. I just tell him. Just tell him the truth. Um, he's obviously a master of disguise, and he can assume many aliases. The mask can form into any face he wants, and can change his hair and his clothes. Um, he's as he describes, he's the he like you know Arya in Grey Thrones? He's the man of many faces.
1: Right. Okay. So he's like, uh, yeah. No one. Does anyone? Like, is it only people he trusts would actually see his real face, or does he just wear the mask pretty much all the time?
2: I think he wears the mask nearly all the time. Um, there's been one or two times that he's taken it off. Other than that, I I think it's seen as, like, he always has that on once he becomes the question.
1: Right, okay, yeah. That, it's it's just, it, it's like, it's like Batman, he, you know, Bruce Wayne is the mask in that sense, kind of.
2: yeah. Uh, he has, of course, exceptional martial arts skills, as he was trained by Richard Dragon, who's one of the best fighters in DC for a whole year. Um, he has acrobatics. Now he's not quite on par with like Catwoman and Nightwing, but he has shown to be a sev- like incredibly good at acrobatics, um, and he has used his skill to survive a fatal fall by rebounding off building sides and somersaulting to create more drag.
1: So, so parkour.
2: He parkours his way through life, yes. I like how in oh the God. weaknesses, they just have lung cancer, <laughs> which I feel like is a bit unfair on the chap. It, it, it Yeah, it's not
1: his... It's not like an... So it's not like, you you know, his weakness is is arrogance, it's his biggest flaw. No, he just, it's a man with cancer.
2: Like, his weakness could be like, oh, he's bad at, like, fighters who are strong or, like, punches. No, no, lung cancer. Due to his smoking habit, Vic Sage developed terminal lung cancer, of which he eventually died, of course. Um, And... I that is actually the end of my the question. Now of course I mentioned the homage that he has. So Alan Moore um intended to devote a mini series. So when Alan Moore was writing um his his cow book um he what he wanted to do was he of Watchmen of course. He he wanted to use characters that were already in use by DC and but then yeah. DC were like because they were covering such history like Cold War Uh, the Cold War and Vietnam and Nixon and geopolitical shit, um, they didn't want to use actual DC characters because they wouldn't be able to use those characters ever again if they They appeared in that comic book.
1: Yeah, and they were kind of like... It'll ground him in in a certain time period forever. Basically, so, they,
2: so what he did was he took the question and he be, it just became the basis for Rorschach, who's a merciless trench coat and fedora trench coat and fedora clad vigilante who wears a black mask of shifting ink blots.
1: <laughs> yeah, and it's kind of a call back to like old day superheroes, just like the man in the trench coat and a hat. Um, yeah, just like solving crimes. Yeah, just like the the as the man with no name, essentially.
2: Yeah Um. So that is my report On the question shot
1: Very Very good report That's, that's a really Interesting character To me mm. um, It's like a, It's that, a
2: callback As you said
1: Yeah And it's such a it, Like look There's a lot of Science and mystical Elements to it A lot of the time But it is quite A simple premise In that at its core He's a detective
2: he, he All just, he does is, like, he finds a crime and he solves it before he even does anything. But the problem is, why he's different to the other detectives is that once he turns up, he will kick the shit out of the criminal.
1: Yeah, you, you do, like... Who would you rather show up? Superman or him?
2: Superman. Like, Superman would fully just let, like, he would solve the case. But Superman would take a lot longer to solve the case. Like, if you did, like, petty crimes.
1: Mm, he is a big, dumbass Superman, yeah. <laughs> he
2: is. Like, you can see through buildings, but other than that, like... Whereas Rorschach's, like, down and dirty. Like, he is very much... He's like Batman on steroids.
1: Yeah. That's... Oh, man. I really like this character. I, like, um... In terms of... Uh, Renee Montoya, then... Does she suffer from any of the, like, gas stuff that, um...
2: Um, Um, i think she suffers from a lot of stuff i will do a report on renee montoya because she's one of the best characters in comic books currently like her growth is amazing i wanted to do vic sage first though but i might move on to renee montoya probably in a few weeks or months because once you have this groundwork then you can work from that
1: i suppose yeah you're not trying to cover all that history in one report
2: yeah um sean do you want to take us out
1: Yes, thank you everyone for listening to this episode of Hero or Zero. We will be back on Monday with Movie Mondays, Wednesday with Weird News Wednesday and next Friday with another episode of Hero or Zero. And um, Big thanks to everyone who supports us over on Patreon. That's patreon.com slash podcast. Link to that in the description. What's also there, uh, you'll find uh, the, the website that will mean that you don't have to burn your house down, the Heroes for Hire merch store.
2: That's um, the selling point.
1: That is the selling point. We did plug it at the start quite uh, obtusely, but mm.
2: it, it it it's
1: really cool to see people actually like buying the merch and enjoying it. It's starting to arrive, uh, you know, orders coming in, even from Christmas. Um, we got a load of pictures around Christmas time of people with their merch, so thank you all so, so much for that. Um, and it's a way to support the show and show your support um, for uh, the things that we do, so... Head on over there if you're interested. What's also in the description is things like our social media links, the email address, um, if you want to send us any questions or comments, or complaints. We don't get enough complaints on this show.
2: Um, <laughs> I want to feel bad.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I want some misery in my life. <laughs> and other than that, um, just be sure to tell one human being that we exist.
2: Just the one, please.
1: And I think that's about it, Connor.
2: I think so. So I've been Connor Lawler.
1: I've been Sean Meehan.
2: i see you next week, guys.